Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. We are live today. I'm one of your hosts, Keisha Milana. And I am your other host, Nakia Smith. And today we are talking about all things insurance. So insurance is technically a form of self-care. And we're going to tell you some more information about how. But before we even get into all the details and the juicy specifics, we're just going to tell you a brief overview of what is insurance. So insurance is an arrangement by which a company provides a guarantee of compensation for a specified loss, damage, illness, or death in return for paying premium. So you might be like, okay, so what is premium? It's a lot of different verbiage and jargon used in the insurance world. So we're going to break that down for you. So premium is pretty much just the amount of money that you pay in exchange to get the future compensation. So it's pretty much how much you pay each month for your bill is like a normal term for what we would think about it. So for instance, let's just say you have a life insurance policy and they say, okay, if you pay us $200 a month, when you die, we'll give your family $200,000. So pretty much the $200 a month would be the premium. So it's just the amount you pay in exchange for actually getting the future compensation, whether it's illness, death, damage, or injury. So yes, that's pretty much what insurance is. Nikia, did you have anything to add? I feel like that was the pretty simplest way to explain it. No, you did really well. And I just wanted to rank up some of the factors that goes into like your insurance. So the main factors that your policies are going to look for is your age, the number of family members you have, your geographical area, and then if you use tobacco. So these are some of the things that you want to think about when you are getting insurance. And that's why it's always better to get insurance early. <laughs> like as soon as you turn 18, try to get insurance or maybe your family already have a policy out for you, but you can also get your own insurance. Mm -hmm. And not only do you get your own insurance, but you can also take out insurance on other family members as well. So just keep those things in mind. The earlier you get insurance, the better for your pockets, the better on your health. Because as you know, as you get older, you know, life happens. So you just never know down the line any health issues you may have. So just be mindful of those things. Yes. And I think, Nikhil, you're specifically talking about life insurance, correct? Those factors can go in life insurance or health insurance. Yeah. Okay, cool. Life mm -hmm. or health. I just wanted to specify. It's pretty much insurance for everything, y'all. Like, I can't even stress that. But some of the most common types of insurance are health insurance, life insurance, business insurance, car insurance, renters and home insurance. So make sure that you have, you know, insurance for everything that you feel is valuable to you. It could be anything valuable. And then it's some not so common types of insurance as well. So there is something called a personal articles policy. So it's pretty much just for anything that's of value. It could be a piece of jewelry. It could be a laptop. It could be your phone if you don't have insurance through your normal carrier. Any personal article that has value to you, you can insure it. And then it's also things like wedding insurance. You know, somebody might get cold feet. That's something like people probably don't even think about, but it could really happen to any of us. So something to think about. There's also travel insurance. That's one that's kind of common, but most people don't take advantage of it because they just feel like, oh, I'm going. I'm going on that trip. It, nothing 
going to happen. You're going to see me. When you see me, I'm not getting no trip insurance. But things like COVID have shown us that you might have to cancel that trip. So it's a good idea to have trip insurance. And then the last, like, not so common type of insurance that you might consider getting is body part insurance. So if you do something with a specific part of your body, it's more prone to like go out. Or if you have a really valuable part of your body, like I know some singers or rappers or artists or performers, they'll get like vocal insurance, like insurance on their voice. Because if something happens to it, then that's their livelihood. They won't be able to make as much money anymore. So they just want to make sure that they're covered. So you can also do the same but for the purposes of this live, we are going to focus pretty much on health, life and business insurance, because I feel like that's kind of like the starting point. Once you get those, then you can always, of course, venture out into other types of insurance. But those are the ones you want to make sure that you have. Yes, I totally agree. And let's go ahead and just start with health insurance. And the reason why I say that is because we are coming up on the deadline, which is December 15th for the health insurance coverage starting January 1st. So if you need insurance, maybe you just lost your job, maybe you don't have a job, maybe your job premium is too high, you need something more affordable, you can always go to the health insurance marketplace to get your insurance for you and your family. And then they have new laws that expands financial help and to help people qualify. They also have like plans that are under $10. So there's plans out there for everybody. And then they also help you like pay for it. Like if you are working, they give you like exemptions and things like that. And they'll help you pay for your insurance. So I just wanted to start with health insurance because we are coming up on that deadline with us still being, you know, COVID era and all that. I think health insurance is very definitely important. We also have other types of insurance like Medicare as well too. Medicare is a health insurance plan, you know, administered by the government to help persons 65 and older and others receiving monthly social security disability benefits to meet their health care costs. So those are the things that you want to think about as we are approaching the new year. And the Affordable Care Act has kind of changed a little. So I'm just going to talk about some brief basic provisions that has changed. So right now, lifetime limits, annual limits are prohibited. Pre-existing conditions are prohibited. Attainment of age is 26 years old. You're guaranteed access to health insurance. And then there's the 80-20 rule for the medical loss ratio. So one of the most major things that has changed that I think is the most important is the pre-existing condition clause. Because it was a clause that used to be included in most individual health insurance policies permitting permanent or temporary exclusions of coverage for any physical or mental problems the insured had at the time of the policy was purchased. So under the ACA, insurance now are prohibited from denying coverage for pre-existing conditions. And that is huge because a lot of people couldn't afford health insurance because even if they did have a pre-existing health insurance, they would tax the mess out of them because they had that and their premiums would be way more than the person who was healthy. So I'm glad they included that in it. Yes. I'm glad you touched on some of those things because one that stood out for me was the fact that you said coverage starts at 26. So as y'all know, I just turned 27 last month. 
So that means it was like officially a year of me being kicked off my stepmom's health insurance, which was like a really sad period for me because I'm going to be honest, I didn't really have a job. I had just moved back to Chicago, so I didn't have my job from Atlanta anymore. So I had to get on Medicaid. And all my life, is nothing wrong with Medicaid, but all my life, I never had government issue insurance just because I always was on my parents' insurance. So it really just showed me the differences in insurance. And even though they give you health insurance through Medicaid and you can't be denied coverage, I'm just be honest, it's not as good. Like it's a lot more limited in the providers that you can see. They don't cover everything. So they'll cover a lot of your costs, but they don't cover every single thing. A lot of times, if you have Medicaid and you go to your doctor, they'll try to prevent you from getting certain treatments because they'll feel like, oh, you're on Medicaid. So like you can't afford this. So I feel like they just don't treat you as well. But it is good to just get at least that basic care. Like I know I had to go to my doctor and I went and got like my annual checkup. Like I got a COVID test. I got a physical when it was time for me to like start school. I needed a physical. So it did the basic stuff. But again, if you have an opportunity to get your own health insurance, I would definitely recommend that just because it's probably going to be better for lack of a better word. And also another thing to remember too is, so I still have Medicaid right now, but if you are in school, it don't matter how old you are. You can get insurance through your school, health insurance at least. So once I was 26, I got kicked off. I had just Medicaid. But then in August, I started my PhD program. And so I go to Illinois State and they actually, it comes with health insurance. I want to say it was like $281. And it was actually good for me this semester because on my last check, I noticed that it was $281 bigger. So I called HR. I'm like, hey, it says like student health reimbursement. Like, why did I get this? So guys, since I was a GA, which is a graduate assistant, they pretty much gave me free health insurance. So I had to pay for it initially in my student fees, but then they gave me a refund at the end of the semester. And they said, as long as you're in good standing, pretty much you're going to get the refund every semester, even if it comes out of your fees. And I feel like that's a good incentive to make sure you stay, you know, working for the school, working as a graduate assistant, because one, that $300 looks good on my check. I wasn't expecting it. But two, it's just like, that's a reward. Like, it's something you should be grateful for, because I actually have used the health center a lot at my school this semester. I was literally sick for almost a month, and I had to go to the doctor on three separate occasions. So I definitely appreciated having health insurance. And then when it was time to pay for my medicines, because they gave me like some cough suppressants, antibiotics, just regular stuff that would have probably cost like 20 or 30 or $40. So my school actually let me use my Medicaid to cover my prescription costs. So it's like you can have multiple insurances and they both kind of like kick in to support one another. So that's just something to consider too. And just make sure... Once you hit 25, make sure you got a plan to go ahead and get you some insurance or else at least try to get your Medicaid for your basic stuff. And then also, if you're a student, just make sure you're taking advantage of that student health insurance. If you have some insurance that's not as good like me, Medicaid, but yeah. I totally agree. 
And like she said, you know, you're coming up on that 25 year mark. You might as well go ahead and plan ahead. Have that conversation with your family. Like, hey, what are some things I need to be looking out for? Go ahead and start doing your research. And some of the common characteristics of policies sold on exchange that you want to think about is the no lifetime annual limits, your essential health benefits. You want to think about your calendar year deductibles. You want to think about your car insurance, like how you're going to pay for those things, co-payments, how you're going to pay for that, how much are they going to be, and then like your out-of-pocket maximum limits. And then you also want to think about exclusions. So I can talk about like the co-insurance a little bit. So the percentage of the bill in excess of the deductible, which the insured must pay out-of-pocket up to the same maximum annual dollar. So even though you have insurance, and you paying that monthly fee, you still unfortunately have to pay out of pocket when you go see your doctors and then you have to pay for prescriptions and those things. So that's why it's very important to do your research when you are picking your plan, because you don't want to pick a plan where your deductible is like so high that you never reach it to where you just always having to pay out of pocket, you know, expenses. So you want to keep that in mind. Especially if you are a person who have like serious health conditions. Like if you know you're going to be going to the doctor all the time, that stuff can get expensive. And if you have to see specialists, if you know you have to be on medication regularly, those things add up. So you want to think about that. Some common exclusions that you want to think about too is, I know we live in a holistic society where everybody want to try different things, but not all insurance cover things like acupuncture or cosmetic surgery or infertility aids or routine and dental care. Actually, eye insurance and dental insurance sometimes are not even included in your health insurance. That's like a different set of insurance that you have to even get. So (laughs) they're making us pay for everything. Everything. Okay. So be mindful. I know, you know, money is, you know, falling from the sky. But when you start adulting, baby, these expenses start piling up. (laughs) So you want to be mindful of these things. And then there are like 10 essential health benefits that you get from you, like your insurance. So you want to think about like the ambulatory patient services, your emergency services, being hospitalized, pregnancy, maternity, and newborn care. You want to think about mental health, your substance abuse disorder services, prescription drugs, rehabilitative services and devices, laboratory services. Preventative care, which includes your wellness services and chronic disease management. And then you also want to think about pediatric services, including oral and vision care. So there are like so many things that you have to think about when it comes to insurance, especially your health insurance. And then if you have kids, baby, you got to think about them, too. (laughs) And then the things that they need. So just be mindful, you guys. (laughs) Yes. And you mentioned somewhere in there about deductibles. So I just want to like break that down too for anybody who doesn't even understand what that is or what that means for them. So the simplest way I can explain it is a deductible is like a certain amount of money that you have to reach 
well, you have to pay out of pocket before you reach. And then once you reach your deductible, your health insurance goes from most of the time it's like 80, 20, I want to say. Your provider will pay 80% of your cost, but you're responsible for the other 20%. So that's what Nikia was saying. She like, okay, yeah, you have insurance, but you still have to pay money. And it's not paying what you would if you didn't have insurance, which is why it's good to have it because they're paying 80% most of the time. Most of the time. That's something you better look at before you get the policy. But again, that's kind of just the general standard rule of thumb. But the deductible is the amount of money that you have to hit. Well, they'll pay it at 80%. And then after you hit that deductible, they'll pay 100%. So for instance, if your deductible is like $5,000 for the year, that means that your health insurance company is going to pay 80% of your medical costs every time you go to the doctor until you pay out your own pocket $5,000 and then they'll pay 100% for anything else for the rest of the year. But up until you hit that 5000 they are only going to pay 80%. So you have to be covering that other 20%. So just be careful because again, let's say you somebody who only goes to the doctor like either when you sick or just to get your checkups. So you maybe go three to four times a year. If every time you go is $200, after four times, that's $800. You're not hitting your deductible. So that means every time you go to the doctor, you have to pay that 20% of your healthcare costs because you're never going to hit the deductible because you just don't go enough or your deductible is too high. So a standard good deductible, I would say, is something like in the 2500 range, maybe even a little bit lower. But over that, if you don't go to the doctor that much or if you don't have like a lot of health issues, you probably, let's be honest, aren't going to reach that deductible each year. So that's just something to keep in mind because that just means that every single time you go to the doctor, you have to pay that bill they send you. They'll give you a bill. Like they don't charge you right away. Insurance companies, if you're paying right away, that's what's called your copay. So that's how much you have to pay just to get seen. But what they do is give you all the services you need. They charge you for every little thing. If you want your hearing check, blood pressure check. Yeah, they charge you for everything and they're going to send you a bill on the back end. And that bill is going to be that 20% that your health insurance did not cover. So that's kind of just explaining deductibles and something to think about. But again, it's going to be a lot cheaper to pay 20% of your health care costs every time you go to the doctor rather than 100%. So make sure you're just taking advantage of health insurance. It's definitely a form of self-care because at the end of the day, you want to get checked up. You want to go see how your body is doing. You want to make sure your hearing is good. You want to make sure your mental health is good. And it's not just physical health. A lot of times people think about that. But like Nikia said, a lot of health insurance companies cover mental health as well. So you want to make sure that, you know, you got you some therapy that you can get and it's not costing you $200 every time, but you only paying 20% of that, which is what, 40 bucks? That's a really big difference, and it's going to be a deterrent if you have to pay 100% every single time versus that 20%. Yes, absolutely. And it's one more thing that I want to hit on with health insurance before we move on to life insurance. So one of the things that you have to also be mindful of is like who you choose as your doctor, because every doctor isn't equal. You can go to a doctor's office and you get labs done and it can be the labs will come from in-house. 
But then you'll also go to a doctor where they don't have labs in-house. So any labs that you have to pay for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And your insurance has to pay for that. They're not paying for that for you. So just be mindful, like, when you are picking your doctors, looking at, like, what all they have available for you and if you are going to have to make some outside purchases, like getting labs done. Yes. I literally, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all know I'm mistransparent. But I got a $145 lab on my credit because I didn't know I was supposed to pay for it at first. And they sent a bill and I was like, wait, I thought I had insurance. I thought I already paid for this because I had paid like $40 as a copay to actually get the lab. So I'm like, okay, labs don't usually cost that much. My insurance is going to pay for the rest. I'm paying this $40. That's how they get it for me. No, they sent me a bill for like $150. I did not pay it because I was like, I'm not paying this. Like my insurance should have took care of that. And that's on my credit as the collection. It was a while ago, y'all. But yeah, it's still on us to this day because I'm like, at this point, I might as well just let it drop off. So make sure y'all doing y'all due diligence to understand if y'all are paying for the labs or if you do have to pay for it, at least if you can't afford it at that moment, call them, do a payment plan. Because if you don't pay your health insurance bills, they will try to send that stuff to collections. They'll put it on your credit. And trust me, with health insurance, they know everything. They got your social security number. They got your ID. They know your address. Every time you move, they going to find you. It's like kind of like the government. <laughs> so just pay your labs, y'all, and you will be A-OK. So I'm really glad we had this chat. I hope y'all start to see how important insurance is and how it can be used as a form of self-care. So make sure y'all also go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at 21 Minutes or Less. And then you can follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21, M-I-S-S. Yes. And we're going to see you on the next episode.